right, everyone. How you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast, and here with me I have... Hey, guys. I'm April Phillips. Um, I'm a player and assistant coach at Derby Phantoms, and I also play for the England Lions dodgeball team. And she'll be in Euros if you want to check that out. Um... <laughs> yeah, come say hi, guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, come say hi. You know, she's only Maleficent at night. Um... <laughs> You like that one, huh? You like that? I like that. That was good. Well timed, huh? That's what you call interaction with the audience. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) For those who know, you know. Uh, So last year, I would say me and Jen, me and Jen and April had fun on a recent recap. And I figured why not just bring her on just to share her story and also talk about what she would like to uh, see at Euros. Um, So before we get into all that, let's get some preliminaries out of the way. So uh, what's your jersey number and what's the story behind it? Uh, so my current England jersey number is number one. Um, and I actually joked around years ago with the um, Emily Nichols, who was probably my inspiration when I was first coming up through dodgeball. Hmm. Like she was absolutely amazing in her prime. And I always said to Emily, like, like you're the person I want to be. And so I said to her, like, when you retire from England, I'm, I'm going to get your shirt number. So, and she was number one. So when she eventually retired and I took my opportunity to take shirt number one. (laughs) Uh, Is that the same jersey number you have for Derby? No, so my Derby number is number zero, actually. Um, I like low numbers. I've never really been, I think the highest number I've ever had was number seven, which was my first ever England number. Um, At the university, I was number three. So I just like really low numbers. Obviously, the lower, the better. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I never thought of it that way, but I kind of fall in line with that. Um, unless I'm playing like cornerback or something, then I have to wear a large, uh, a high number. But otherwise, yeah, the lower the better, right? Um, and also, I do wear number one. So, nice. <laughs> yeah, the the way the way I see it, and I think I don't know if I explained it, um, but there was a song. And this is gonna sound. This is gonna make me sound really old. Uh, there was a song that came out in like 2000 uh, from the rapper uh, Nelly, and um, I think you might agree with this too. He has a song called "I Am Number One," and <laughs> the, the chorus goes, "I am number one because two is not a winner and three nobody remembers." <laughs> yeah, I like that. Right. right? So, so you gotta think about it. My 12 year old self getting, you know, getting amped every time I hear that, but. <laughs> Enough about me. Let's get let's get back to you. Um, what was your what was your dodgeball origin, and what was that like? Where did you start playing? Oh, so officially at university, but unofficially, we dabbled with it at high school, like I think most people did. You know, PE teacher used to do it at dinner time. We used to paint with a play with those pink hard plastic volleyballs that they have at schools because <laughs> um, we didn't know what official dodgeballs were back then. God, I'm old. Nope. Um, but I'm yeah, a little I... further ahead. <laughs> we discussed that. But uh, yeah, no. So I, I went to university. Um, I was initially going to do netball because I'd made county reserve um, before I went to university. So I was like, okay, I'll carry on netball. Um, and the queue for netball was ridiculous and I remember it like, I'm not very tall I'm five foot five and you got these girls that like five foot seven to six foot all queuing for netball and I was like I haven't got a hope in hell of getting in this team <laughs> so I was like okay let's have a wander around let's see what the sports are out there and uh yeah it was the Derby Seahawks lads at the time uh that were waving me over come check out our table we've got candy we've got sweets and I was like cool <laughs> Um, and I, I asked the question that everybody asks: Is dodgeball a real thing? <laughs> and uh, yeah, they 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 told me it was. They told me that there were international teams and that there was a Euros. And uh, I guess the rest is history because I was addicted after my first session. So okay, so I got a couple questions. Who was at the table, and are they still active now? So it was Ben Allsop. Uh, he played for England for a good number of years, uh, but he is retired with two children now. Um, played during the three ball era, right? Three ball era, yeah. And, okay. Uh, I, be- familiar. <laughs> I believe maybe David Paul, Jeff, hmm. uh, was very possibly one of the other ones that was there at the time because he was my Derby Seahawks president when I oh. first joined. So, 
Um, but the club, the club was full of brilliant players. I, I think the men's first team, it was they, they are still the first and only university to have won the men's Premier League. Wow! Because the following, the following year, they split the university leagues. Um, but that they were the first university and only university team who've won the the main Premier League. Um, and it was it was truly a phenomenal lineup that they had. So all of the full men's team was international. Um, and they trained so hard. So having them as like my role models and my coaches and stuff is probably what helped me get to where I am now. Yeah, I mean, I would imagine, I mean, <laughs> if you had, you know, people like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen and Luke Longley <laughs> teaching you how to play basketball, I'm sure you'd be on the NBA was, right now. <laughs> it was such a good lineup. And then even like the like Lauren was women's England captain at the time. And then Sophie and Emma were like two key players as well for the women so like me and me and Jen really kind of learned from the best of the best at the time so you guys started together yeah we did we both terrified screaming and running around when we first started (laughs) (laughs) we were each other's like guide like don't leave me (laughs) (laughs) you guys go from screaming and running off the court to now you playing for England and her managing it and (laughs) That's what that, that's what you call progress, people. Uh. It's it's what I tell everyone. Like it, it's very daunting when you first start, and especially if you start an advanced club like what, that have the better players and the better throwers. It can be very daunting, especially if you hear the ball hit the wall behind you. It's a loud bang. It's very off putting. But like I always say to people, you stand there and you face it and you get hit. And I used to do this to my girls when I was coaching. I used to just get them to stand on the wall and get the lads to just hit them. And I was like, don't don't run away, don't turn. Let one of the lads hit you. And I'd say to the guy, you know, throw it near enough full pelt. And then it'd be like, like, that's the worst it's gonna be. That that power is the worst it's gonna be. And they'd always go, Oh, actually, it's not that bad. <laughs> so so you, I think you would just line up the women you'd coach almost execution style just to get it out the way. The ones that struggle, the ones that struggle. You always get the few girls that join that have absolutely no fear. <laughs> that is very true. Um, that is very true. I know plenty of them already, <laughs> but that, that, that's, I actually like that approach. Um, I feel like a lot, yeah, a lot of the time for people and me, for, even me now, like I've been playing for a long time. I like getting headshotted early on in a tournament. If I get hit in the face in the first match or two in a tournament, I feel better because my brain remembers what it feels like. And I'm like, do you know what? Actually, it's not that bad. <laughs> so. It's funny. I feel like we kind of have similar mindsets as far as that, because I don't mind a headshot. Because for me, it's like when I used to do like uh, martial arts or judo or MMA, like I always knew the fight started, not when the bell rang, but when I had like blood in my lip kind of thing. Like, okay, now we're in business. You know what I mean? Like, it makes me like now I'm aware, like, all right, now we can get it in, you know? It seems like you kind of have that approach with you and the women you coached. So to kind of how do I say this? So you, you said David Poole was your um, club president or yes. in, uh, and, what, and what was that like having him like as a leader? I mean, he was, he was very good at what he he did. He was, I mean, he, he was when he was an England coach as well. Um, and he still is at Spartans. Like he, he was very good at coaching and very good at being the person to kind of go to with your queries. Cause he was driven and he was ambitious. Like, he wanted when we were at Derby. He wanted that men's team to win, and they they had private training sessions on Saturdays where the lads would just work on bonding as a team and working together. I think that's one of the things he really understood more than most coaches is that that team bonding is so important. It's so important to play together as a team regularly if you want to be the best of the best, um, and that's that's why Derby did it. So, um, but yeah, he's coached me for a long time. Um, he's somebody I consider a close friend. So yeah. For sure. So when you started at um, at uni, and then obviously you you know you went to your first session and a couple sessions after that. What was it that hooked you? I feel like it, I, we kind of answered that, but what was uh, it yeah. that hooked you about the game? Oh, the aggression. Let's be honest. I like. <laughs> I am an aggressive player. I started off really? as a countering winger. I had a bit of a reputation for headshotting people in my younger days. <laughs> now I'm friends with everyone, so I can't do it as much anymore because I feel bad. But 
Oh, you, you, you're aggressive, but now you have a conscience. Is that what you're now saying? Now I have a conscience. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Lord, uh-huh. forgive me. <laughs> I was like, I, I knew, I, I was just like, I was just setting that up for you. I'm like, yep. Yeah, you? Really? Aggressive? No way. No <laughs> I, way. I tell you what, it's the one thing that I enjoyed netball, but I was a slightly aggressive player at netball in that I used to elbow drop onto people, which was probably not mm. allowed, but the way that I used to do it is that they used to get they used to get the whistle for contact, not me. So when I found dodgeball, it was kind of like the aggression that I was missing from netball. So it was it was nice. It was a good change. <laughs> I like that. Um, actually, fun fact. Actually, there. Uh, I guess there was like a. Um, I don't know. What, there was like a, a filming session that happened somewhere where I lived. I live in Hollywood, and um, I, I guess they were filming something with netball up in the canyons for some reason i don't know what it is i just happened to walk into it and happen to know someone on set and they they showed me what a netball looked like and i'm like this is like a basketball with no backboard i could dunk this (laughs) so i went up dunked it and i realized oh i shouldn't have done that because there's nothing supporting the whole post came down in you right the whole post (laughs) came down on me i'm like dude i'm about to dunk on this dude if i if i was in england i'd be doing this all day and then i realized gravity told me why i shouldn't do that um the whole my whole weight just dragged back and i fell on my ass it was ridiculous but it was a good dunk but glad gladly no one caught that on camera because the only other than (laughs) audio form there's no proof that this ever happened And I used to have my own little trick in uh, basketball when um, I'm going up against a bigger guy in the post, kind of like elbowing them in a way, but I would do it so subtly that I would, I'm, I'm kind of like showing my elbow here because I'm on camera, right? So I would back up against a bigger guy, but I would point my elbow into their ribs every time, like a little jab like that, boom, boom, every time, every time. And then when the ref wasn't looking, I would just like dig in a little bit, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> Little little trick in the post right there. People who <laughs> want to know how to play, and for the refs who said they uh, called that foul on me, no, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> so it was the aggressive factor that you enjoyed about dodgeball that seemingly sticks with your personality very well. Yeah, it it, it was. It still is now. Like especially oh, yeah, we went from three ball to five ball, and it it upped the speed and the aggression of the game. And straight away with five ball, I was like, yeah, this is for me. Like this is this is the speed that we should be playing at, and this is how it should be played. So, and even now moving into the realms of foam, like like foam's not as hard hitting as cloth, but the Correct. speed of it is a lot more intense at times. Like it can be very slow to play, but also the speed of the balls themselves. Like mix, I love mix foam. Like I'm like throw at me, go on. <laughs> <laughs> You just, you got that dog in you. I already know <laughs> you got that dog in you. I'm gonna just say that right now before we end this, and I'm probably gonna say it ten more times after. You got that dog in you, April. <laughs> you ain't got no, you ain't gonna worry about nobody, man, woman, however you identify. April coming at you. <laughs> so, after you graduated from uni, how did you discover Darby? So I obviously was living in Derby um, and initially we we actually went and joined Nottingham Sheriffs. So uh, one of the lads from Derby, who's one of our seniors, had been and gone and set up Nottingham Sheriffs um, mm. with Kirsty, who also still plays for us. Um, and Kirsty Lund? Yeah, Kirsty Lund, yeah. yeah. Um, so we initially just everybody who retired from Derby Seahawks or graduated, went straight over to Nightgum Sheriffs um, and then it was Jen that came back to Derby to help run the Seahawks and she and Simon then set up Derby so when it came time for me to leave Nottingham and the Derby club was established I then moved over to Derby because it was closer it made sense <laughs> okay I was gonna say like not that I know like how far one is from the other <laughs> like I'm just thinking it, my instead of an I hour drive the move yeah. was more logistical if anything yeah, instead of a, instead of an hour drive, it was it was a fifteen minute drive. So, oh. um, and it was it was kind of just during end of pandemic. I kind of said to the sheriff's girls that I I was ready to leave. Like we finished up the season, we won, um, Premier League and British champs that year. I think we won everything that year. Um, and I said, you know what, guys, pandemic has kind of changed things, and I'm not looking to travel as far, and I'm looking to kind of 
to try new things now. So I move clubs. And obviously Jen being on the other side of that made that decision a lot easier. Oh yeah. Like they were so welcome and they, 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 they'd been asking me uh, for a while when I was going to come join them. <laughs> and I was like, give me time guys, give me time. So, but yeah, yeah, no, I, I eventually They're like, let me just win the national title here first and then I'll go, let me take my talents to, uh, <laughs> Do the, no, you didn't do the LeBron thing. LeBron didn't win. He, he moved and got a championship. You got a championship, then moved. <laughs> There's a little sports history fact for people out there. So, so obviously the pandemic changed a lot of things. We all went through a lot. Um, and you said, you know, you know, logistically it made sense for you to move up over there. All right, so at what point um, when you joined Darby, did you realize it was the right decision? Was it a series of moments? Was it a, a fun car ride? Was it a, a get together that made you realize, okay, this was a welcoming club? Because I'm pretty um, sure it wasn't just the 10 or 15 minute car ride. No, I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd obviously played against the Derby girls um, at Sheriff's and obviously known Jen for a long time as well. So I'd gotten to know a few of them anyway. Um, and yeah, coming back after the pandemic, like Sheriff's had a very set way of doing things. We had a good squad, but I just wasn't enjoying it. I didn't get as much freedom there mm. as a player. So when I first came to Derby and we had that, we had like our first open tournament together, just playing with the girls and like Bray and G and Jan and Kirsty and Selvi and the, the, Maddie, the squad we've got now is like ridiculous. Like, um, and it was just playing alongside these girls who have a similar play style to me, who were aggressive like I was. It was just so freeing. It was so nice. It was like, this is the team I belong in. <laughs> so you, you felt like from a mental perspective, uh, from a play style perspective, the string was cut loose and you were given free reign. Yeah, in, in a little way. bit. A little, a, little, like, a little bit. Let's be right. Let's be honest. Jen is gonna reel you in sometimes, but for the Jen most Jen and part, Simon. Simon more than Jen, I think. Simon is the is the real slave driver there. There we go. <laughs> oh, the, that man. Slave that driver? man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that man demands excellence. <laughs> he, yeah, it sounds. It sounds like he. I think we talked about it last year. He 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 instills that in you guys, even when you guys yeah. were British champs. Like, he's he like he, he's like you can reach a hundred percent. He's like you can improve. There's always room for improvement. He is like you know aim for perfection. And like he'll let you know, like if you do something stupid, he'll be like you did something stupid. You know you did something stupid. And it's like I do, I do. But he is like I, I think I've said it before. Like he is a tactical genius. Like. In terms of reading and analysing a game and a player, he's he's so good. And I, I don't think I've improved as much as I have under Simon under anyone else. Um like especially in recent years, like he's just kind of like picked me apart and put me back together in the best way. So mm. it has been really refreshing to have that. It seems like from beginning to even now, you've always had solid mentors. You've yes, had... I've been very lucky in that <laughs> sense. <laughs> I have. And I do, I try and pass that on now. Like like I said, I'm assistant coach Derby and I'm always like, anybody wants to come chat to me about anything. Um, I prefer doing like one-to-ones with people. So if somebody wants to work on a particular skill, throwing technique, catching technique, or just like moving or dodging or whatever, like, I always say, come chat to me. We'll work on it. We'll spend 15, 20 minutes working on this. Hmm. Um. And I'll just try and pass on the the knowledge that I've learned, both from my own failures and from like my own successes over the years. So, was this a recent change? I don't remember you mentioning you were uh, assistant coach last time. No, I I think I'd only recently joined Derby. I was marketing um, last time, so it's only really this last two seasons that I've I've kind of stepped up and gone. Do you know what? I should start imparting some of my knowledge to people now <laughs> how does that feel like having to be the teacher instead of the, <laughs> the I like wild it. student yeah no I like it like especially because I've been playing so long and I've played so many different styles of dodgeball and I've I've learned I've had downfalls I've had injuries that you know will set you back and then I've had comebacks after that and I think a lot of that plays into my coaching style like 
I'll always try and encourage people. I, I always say this, the biggest element of dodgeball for me when anybody's playing is confidence. Like you will always play better if you're playing confident, but it takes other people around you, your coaches, your team to instill confidence in you a lot of the time. So I always just try and be that really confident boosting coach. Hmm. And you say you, you prefer, you prefer more like a one-on-one -on -one style. Like if I were to approach you about something about this, that, or the third, you'd break it down one-on-one -on -one versus a group. Yeah, I can do that better. Like I can do that. So I can analyze an individual player's strengths and weaknesses better than I can do a team. I'm not as good in a team scenario. I can help run a team, but like, I, yeah, I don't pick up on the, the game analysis as quick as like Jen and Simon do. No, those guys are geniuses. Yes. <laughs> those guys, those guys, or yeah, those, those, yeah, those two are solid. They're geniuses. Um, but let's get back to you. So you joined Derby. Would this be your first time playing for England, uh, England this year? Uh, no. So, God, where are we now? Well, I've been playing. I'm 30 now, as of last week. Yay. Uh, Yay. I've been in the England setup since I was 21. So my first Euros was Dublin. Good number of years ago. Yeah, I know, right? I'm thinking like 2014, maybe? Back, back when it was WDA still, before we joined the WDBF. So, um. Mm. I went to New York Worlds. Uh, um, <laughs> I went to Italy. There's been a few. <laughs> no, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, like, I'm sure you've been on a few times. Like, this can't be the first. So I'm trying to. This will be my first as Phillips. There we go. That's the, that was the segue. I was trying to, <laughs> you like go. how that segue was coming, right? You yeah, like yeah. I was like, this will be your first, but I was like, kind of teasing it like bring it out help me, <laughs> help me a little bit april come on now um, <laughs> yeah so this will be my first is phillips which is my married name congratulations by the way um Thank you. so fun tidbit about that before we talk about your england career and we kind of discussed this before you were proposed to in croatia and now yes. you'll be entered as a married woman in croatia playing yes. for england so <laughs> yes. it's like the whole Full circle. <laughs> so that's a little fun fact that we kind of discovered early on. But I kind of want—I wanted to ask you this: as a first timer, how did it feel putting on that shirt for the England Lions? How did that feel putting your last name, your jersey number, on that and, oh. and repping that? How did it feel having that line on your heart, so to speak? I mean, it was, it was definitely a moment of pride. Um, it was a nice moment. It—it it felt like a validating moment like it was nice to like I found something that I'm good at um that I'm excelling at and the other people have faith in me that I'm good at um and yeah like my, my career in England has, has definitely shaped me as a player so yeah yeah it was good it was it was a nice moment <laughs> I was still very much a noob back then I was very very green um but yeah <laughs> look I mean, at the old pictures of me i don't even fit in my shorts anymore <laughs> god oh, wow she went there not me i didn't i didn't say that i didn't say that i got booty these days <laughs> <laughs> I, as the kids would say she's caked up i guess i don't know um, <laughs> i mean she, <laughs> you, you you went there Let's, you went there i went there i went there you, you went there. Uh, <laughs> I would imagine you getting that that first, you know, taste of wearing the England shirt. You had to have some kind of a moment of happy tears had to have happened. Uh, like it wasn't tears. Like my dad, bless him. My dad, my dad is a godsend. Like a lot of people in in dodgeball probably know my dad because he's he used to come to every event pretty much. Um, he still does if he can. But he used to take me because I couldn't drive back then. He used to take me to every training session, every tournament, every, you know, he was every Euros. I mean, my, both my parents are coming to Croatia. So oh, um, <laughs> they love it. They love it. But yeah, there was a moment where like I, I got on my brand new kit and my dad was like, go and try it on, go and try it on. <laughs> and I was like, oh, not even on. He's like, no, no, go put it on, go put it on. And I'm like, I put it on. And he's like, right, let me get it. And he's like, I've got to send the pictures. And he's like, I'm sending these pictures to your mom and I'm sending them to Dave. And I'm sending and yeah, like seeing my dad, like my dad's proud face was probably the cutest thing for me. I was just like, oh, this is really sweet. <laughs> I mean, my dad really bonded over dodgeball. So it was really cute. 
Another dodgeball dad. <laughs> Another dodgeball dad. <laughs> Joining the ranks of the many. I tell you, they're, they're worse than soccer moms. <laughs> they group up. They literally all up in the stands. They group up and they chat. <laughs> Wait, so you're, you're telling me when, when I go to Osijek, I'm just going to see like a group of like older gentlemen. I'm just going to assume that's just going to be the parents of the. You will party. see the dodgeball dads. Yes. You'll see all the dodgeball dads right in this one corner, one section, <laughs> cheering loudly. Yes, pretty much. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna keep an eye out for that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a mental note of that. Um, so, you've played in multiple Euros. You've played in multiple matchups. What would you say for the for the beginning player who's either an England dev or you know another country entirely? What would you say that experience is like playing in Euros, and what can they expect from it once they achieve their their goal of playing for their national team? It's tough. It's it's mentally tough. It's physically tough. Um, and you you've really got to go with the team mentality. You've really got to go that you are you are there as part of a squad. You are there as part of a team. Um, at the end of the day, there's only going to be six girls on court in that final, and if you're not one of them, you have to like mentally resolve that with yourself. You can't be sat on the bench thinking, "Oh, I should be on court, and I sh- I could be doing better." Like that's not the attitude to have you you have to be supportive of the team that's on court and and have faith in your team and your coaches that they've made the decisions they've made for the good for the best reasons um I think if you try and go with any other mentality honestly you'll just be miserable yourself like I've seen it happen quite a lot where people haven't been happy the amount of game time they've had or um like the amount of game like the games that they've played they felt like they should have been in some of the tougher harder games and and the only one that they really get upset with is themselves. So well, I've always tried to go with the, the team mentality. I mean, my mum my mom instilled that in me doing sports as a kid. She was always like, you're there for the team. You're there for the squad. You don't win as one person. So, you know, you do your part early on in the group stages, like you get the team to the final and then you let the people that are right for the final win the final. And you're still part of that squad and you should still take away from that. So... Yeah. And you're just building. Every time you go, you're building on your experiences. You're building on your experiences. Like, you might never be a starting six player. And that's absolutely fine. You're still going with that squad. You're still supporting that team. Um, and I'd say, like, that is that is probably the biggest attitude that you could probably have at international level. Because I think if you go with the attitude that you should be a starting six or you feel like you're better than other people, you're just competing with yourself and your own team. And that's not who we're competing against. We're competing against the other teams. We're there to win as a team. So, yeah. <laughs> that's a nice little bit of wisdom from uh, Coach April right there. Um, well, <laughs> coach for Derby, but player for England. That's what I meant to say. Um, for the people who are aspiring to get to where she is now. Um, you may be on the six. You may be on the bottom 12. Who knows? Um, but once you get there, you realize you're part of an elite squad that only a handful were selected uh so keep that in mind people train hard and and go for it so let's talk about a bit about your sporting uh, sports background Uh, you mentioned netball did you play any other sports growing up oh i did so many like i did dancing class until i was like 16 i did swimming i did like i was captain of a lot of school teams when i was at school Uh, it was mainly because it was me and my friends that constantly with the school team so my PE teacher would always be like, can you, can you get your friends? We've got this tournament, we've entered the rounders tournament. Do you feel like playing rounders? <laughs> and we'd be like, okay, let's go enter the rounders team. And then, and then she'd be like, oh, you know, we've entered the netball tournament. Do you feel like playing netball? I'm like, yeah, yeah, get my friends together. Let's go play netball. And I, I even like, even like um, badminton, like, I play in the men's badminton team because they didn't have a women's team. Mm. So it was just like, they were like, oh yeah, we're having this tournament against uh, West Hill Boys School, but do you want to come play anyway? And I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so I just did a plethora of sports when I was at school. Um, and then when I got to college, it kind of dwindled a bit and I just kind of did netball for a bit until I kind of got to, to university. So so you were just down for anything, it seemed like. Yeah, literally. I just love sports. Like It was like my outlet, I guess. Like, I did swimming, trampoline, netball, rounders, football dance it like you, you name it i've probably done it <laughs> i'm, I'm kind of I'm, I'm i mean 
we, we've kind of already established this. You're just like an aggressive type of person. Like you're not afraid of anything. So the fact that you played God X amount of sports, you probably would have played American football if it was available to you. I did like, tag rugby. You did what? Tag rugby. It's kind of like that. It's kind of like the high school version. It's not American football. It's rugby, but I suppose that's the closest thing we have over here because they don't really do. Yeah. So instead of like tackling each other, you have tags and you have to pull the tags off the other person. Oh, it's like flag football then. Yes. Yes. Okay. Really? It's what they play in school, so the kids don't get injured. I mean, I guess. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. I mean, you and I are rough, roughly the same age, give or take. I mean, I got you by a couple of years, but I, I come from a generation where it's like, we don't need to be soft. We need to, you know what I mean? We need to get a couple scraped knees and bruised elbows every now and then. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. We challenged the system. Like, I think when we got to high school, um, they segregated the girls and the boys a lot more once you kind of hit secondary school, so 12 plus. Um but we used to challenge the PE teachers because there wasn't that many of us that really did sports on the women's side. And like, we didn't really want to do dance. Like we were like, no, we want to play sports. So I remember it was like, (laughs) literally, I remember there's like three of us and we were laughing because they put a post out to say they were doing trials for the school rugby teams. And we were like, okay, cool. Like, doesn't specify male or female let's go let's go challenge this (laughs) and there's three of us and I I just remember the look on the PE teacher's face and we were like we can join in sir right and he was like uh um uh and he had to find a way to make it work so he split us up so it was like there's um me and my friend were like a lot shorter and our other friend was a lot taller um so he put us two as the two shorter ones on one team and then our other friend who was taller on the other team and he basically said, none of the lads are allowed to tackle you. <laughs> and he basically said to the lads, you're not allowed to tackle the women. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were only allowed to tackle each other, but the lads were allowed to like block us. Okay. So they kind of utilized like almost herding us so that the female on their team could tackle you. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, that kind of sounds like that would have happened. And like, you kind of said, I'm like, you set that up. I'm like, yeah, that kind of sounds like if I was on the other team, I'm like, yeah, I would probably wedge and do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the lads worked it out. They were like, if we get the ball to one of the girls and then block off the other girl, then we win. So <laughs> the lads are very funny at how they, they played it. But yeah, we, we just did it more to challenge like our, our male PE teacher at the time. It was like, sir, you know, like we, we're women. We want to play rugby too. Like, where's the school's female rugby team? Why do you not advertise it? And we, we did a lot of that in our time that we were there, so. <laughs> like, the, the way I see it is I can kind of understand why he didn't allow the tackling, because once you reach a certain age, physical advantages and, and growth kind of. Yeah, place, and in, you know in, I mean? in UK schools, they segregate. If it's, a, if it's contact sport in any way, like even football, they, they will more or less segregate male and female from 12 plus. Mm. So I can I, I can kind of see that I can see why that works, but I, I think that's also... why I love dodgeball, like because you've got mixed, and that's that seems to be your favorite. Um, like if you had to choose between women's and mix, I feel like you lean towards mix. I love mixed. I love even playing in the men's league. I'd happily play in a men's team in the lower league. Maybe not men's super league, but <laughs> I've already broke <laughs> oh, my thumb once. Oh, so you, have, you, again, you but... have your limits. You're not going to the. I think a full, a full, I, I put me against a full men's Spartans lineup, and I'll, you know, that sounds pretty terrifying. But for me, it's more, it's more just not risking injury these days. Like, I've, I've dislocated my thumb once in the past, and I feel like if I did a severe injury now, I'd probably that probably be it for me for a long time. So, what, what is it about playing in, in mix that you enjoy more? Is it just the potential oh. added aggression? I think it's the yeah, and I think it's the adrenaline rush I get. So it's such so much more intense, and it's so much faster, and there's so much more thought process, and it's so much more instinctual. And that that for me like really excites my brain. It really gets like my brain going, and I I get into that flow state faster mm. um, than I do in the women's game. So I think the women's game because the women's game is a lot more tactical. 
it can be quite slow at points and a bit boring at points and a bit back and forth, whereas you don't really get that in mix that often. It's just mix can be just chaos. <laughs> you you just thrive in the chaos. So you just... I like foam. Foam is chaos. <laughs> My dog. Thank you. Thank you. You want to like... 10 people I know over there that are diehard about foam, and I love you for it. You, that, you my dog. That's what I'm going to just... Yeah, foam tournament any day. Oh, shit. Straight up. You put me yeah. out there, put you out there, put Ross out there, we're going to take it. I promise. <laughs> I said what I said. Ross, shout out to you, bro. Um, so I, I want to talk a little bit more about your friendship with Jen, because to me, I look at you guys like, like rush hour, like Jackie Chan, and Chris T- no, Jackie Chan, Chris Tucker, you know, or Lethal Weapon, you know, Mel Gibson and and Donald Glover, like that's pretty, pretty accurate. That is probably pretty accurate. <laughs> you know what? Yeah. That's actually very accurate because you're more the wild one, and, <laughs> and I feel like Jen would just look at you and be like, "Man, I'm too old for this shit." I feel like Jen just got too much responsibility. She's got more responsibility than me. She's still very. She's definitely more wild than I was at university. I think Jen more wild than you. Oh God, yeah. Oh god, yeah. It, uh, she instilled a lot of wildness in me. <laughs> oh, really? I won't tell you some of the stories. They're not. They're not for general conversation. Okay, all right. We'll, 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 we'll wait till this, this will be after. This will be after recording. <laughs> but I, I just want to say something. I call. I, I'm gonna just say this. I call Cat because from what I from what I gather from both of you guys, it seems like you main still more the chaos in her. But you're saying it was more the other way around. I think initially it was like I think we, we just bounce off each other really well. I mean, our, our friendships like stood the test of time. We've we've had our ups and downs and stuff, and we've always kind of come back together and and just been stronger as friends. And you know, I, I really love having her as my friend in my life. And now having her as being the manager, like it's it's I look up to her. Like she's she's running the Derby Club with Simon. She's she's now running England, and I think England's probably the most open and transparent it's been in a long time. Hmm. Um, you know, the, the the way that she works with everyone and the way that she she operates, it's it's nice to see. Um it's kind of got that more friendly feeling now. <laughs> so you say um, the biggest impact that she's had on is the more the the more the seemingly more open transparency. Yeah, and just the the mental aspect. Like she's such a good person to go talk to. Like if you're feeling anxious, if you're feeling worried, if you're not having a good time, like she's just really good to go and talk to. Um, yeah. And I think I think uh, I, I feel for her sometimes because I say, well, who who do you go to? Like you're taking on everyone's problems. Like where do you go? So I think sometimes she just needs a break, bless her. But um, yeah, she she is like she's an England mother, <laughs> England mother. We call her dodgeball mum. <laughs> <laughs> dodgeball mom dodgeball mom i think a lot of a lot of the derby lot like call me and jen their dodgeball mothers like um between <laughs> between the two of us yeah i think with us being some of the older players there we we, we kind of get that yeah. and not just older in age but the length of time we've been playing so yeah that that that, that would make that would make sense so <laughs> I, I was gonna ask this question uh where were you when she was announced as England manager and how quickly did you blow up her phone and congratulating her? I mean, I was the one, I was one of the few, I think I was one of the people that told her to go for it. Really? I think there was a, there was a number of us that knew that she would be good for the role um, and knew that she was interested in getting back involved in international because obviously she used to play for Wales. Mm-hmm. Um, and when the role came, came up, we were like, yeah, you'd be great for it. Like, if if you wanted to go for it, you'd go for it. And I knew she'd applied. Um and obviously saw her talking with Jonathan quite heavily and I was like, is this, is this, is this, is this? And she's like, I'm not saying nothing. I'm not saying nothing. She kept <laughs> it until the official announcement went out and I was like, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> so are you I telling think we me were at National League? I, I'm oh. pretty sure we were at National League when it got announced. Oh wow. That would have been what, earlier this year? Nah, it was last year. Last year? Because like, she ro- was England manager. Her first Euros was Amsterdam last year as England manager. Oh, yeah. No, that's right. You're right. No, that was my fault. You're right. The, the past year has been kind of blurry for me. But <laughs> <laughs> um, So you're saying she kept it close to the vest until... Yeah, until I mean, I mean she does. You knew it. 
she takes she takes like she takes her non-disclosure agreement and everything really seriously it's like even now as England manager like she won't give anything away like she just she's like no you'll find out when the rest of the squad find out like she's like you'll you'll doesn't you'll find out when the email got out <laughs> okay <laughs> she, yeah she won't give anything away she doesn't so and the fact that you encouraged her to go for it you just knew I she was, was the perfect me. person for the job I think me Simon I think there was a number of other people that that felt she would be really good for that role um and we were just like yeah you should go for it so what kind of impact does she have on the club for you to have that kind of belief in her on the national stage Oh, she's 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 the calm in the storm. I would probably mm. say, like, she is that calming person. Like, if it can be absolute chaos, and Jen will just be like, "It's fine, calm down, relax, we got this." And and you you look at her and you just go, "Yeah, yeah, we got this." Jen says, "We got this, we got this." So, and I think that's why she's kept she's captain of our mix. She's captain. Um, of our women's because she just does bring that presence um, especially if, if some of us get a bit chaotic or the lads get a bit unruly she you know she reigns everyone in and keeps that calm amongst the team mm. so, so in, in other words in, in a squad full of dogs everyone turns to her she you know she's she's that leader of the wolf pack kind of thing. it is pack leader indeed <laughs> right up shout out to you jen hope to see you soon um <laughs> So, do you have any uh, pregame rituals uh, before you, you know, go to St. George's or or any other tournament? Anything you have to do in particular to get ready for a game? Not particularly. I think the only thing that I do habitually is tighten my shoelaces. But I usually do that right before a game. You tighten your shoelaces? Yeah, it's just like a I don't know. Like I've done it. I've done it for a long time now. I always just check my shoes right before we go on and like if my shoes don't feel quite right i'll tighten the shoelaces oh okay okay that makes sense because so. the way you said that I, I i just i just envision the way i understood that was you untie your shoes tie it untie it tie it and then <laughs> until it's just right kind of thing like almost i think in- it's just it's a focus thing it's just that right tight pull your shoelaces tight feel your shoe tighten get in the focus get in the game and what about your pregame playlist? What's on that uh, Spotify playlist of yours that you listen to that gets you? Oh God, my playlist is chaos. There's loads of like League of Legends stuff on there. Oh. Uh, some Slipknot. Some yeah. <laughs> oh, I, okay, I, I just want to make this clear: the audience can't see. I'm like applauding, and I'm like, <laughs> like she's speaking my language, people. She's speaking my language. <laughs> Gotta have the League of Legends playlist on there. I think Simon Thanks. puts it on a lot of training. So really? he's, got, he's got a couple of League of Legends tunes in his playlist. Oh, I so. need to go to a Derby session. I, I, just, <laughs> oh, that, I need to go to a Derby session now. I just, <laughs> that has to happen. <laughs> I need to go to a Derby session because uh, if you, you get me, come. I'm down. I'm down. Ross, make room for me. I'm crashing with you. <laughs> um, what, uh, do you have any um, role models growing up? And do you have any people you look up to in dodgeball? See, role models for me growing up was like people like Captain Janeway from Voyager and Seven of Nine from Star Trek. Like, wow. they were like powerful. <laughs> yeah, like they were like powerful female characters for me. Like, because I, I love fantasy and fiction and stuff like that. Like, so the female characters that my mum kind of introduced me to were these powerful on-screen women um, in, in Star Trek, in Voyager. Um, like, so, yeah, they were kind of like what I aspired to be, that strong female person hmm. that, you know, could play with the big boys kind of thing. Captain of Starship. <laughs> um, I like that reference. I like that reference a lot. But I think in, in Dodgeball, like I said, I think I've said like Lauren Lauren um folks as she is now or Lauren Good as she was back then was kind of one of the first people to take me under her wing and teach me countering. Emily Nichols was an absolute powerhouse when I was coming up through England. Like she was unreal in her prime. Mm. Um and she was somebody that I looked up to. And even Charlotte Josiah, like as England captain for the length of time that she's done and like her training at the moment, like she is so she's motivational beat. to follow, like <laughs> literally, and she's such a good captain. Like, 
she's got like a calmness to her, like a reassurance. Like if you're on court with her, she just brings that reassurance. Um, and I've played with so many fantastic women over the years, like Jen, Amy Nichols, Hannah Foy. Um, obviously I've got my girlies now, Bridgie, Kaz, all my lovely dabby girlies, love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, and and there's some great up and comers now as well. I'm like, oh my god, you're phenomenal. Like, Imi, Imi's phenomenal. Um, and Daisy's like, and Maddie are both really young and they're coming through and they're phenomenal as well. And it's like, it's it's just nice to see that next generation coming through as well. All right, so we talked about your role models in and out of dodgeball that you like, but let's get a little spicy. Who are your who are your rivals? Who are who are the cool. who are the rivals you look forward to playing against domestically? and internationally or is it just one player or whatever domestically who's that team our, you can line up our, for? our current rival team is probably Leamington Spartans hmm. like we've we've butted heads with them all season and both times have come away with a draw so it's it's definitely we definitely match each other on the court in terms of like speed power attitude so they've probably been our strongest rival team Individual rivalry, it's got to be me. Although she's she's my teammate now, so Wait, <laughs> we can't. Who was that? I'm sorry. Amy. Amy. Yeah. <laughs> she's got heading off to university this year, so so yeah, we can't we can't have none of our one on ones anymore. Um, okay, fair enough. <laughs> and then domestically, God. Well, you said you said Spartan. International, yeah, Spartans domestic internationally. England always put heads with Austria. So always England Austria final. So it's got to be Austria. <laughs> it's got to be Austria. It's got to be Austria. <laughs> why? Why them? Like God, over the 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 amount of times I've been to Euros and, and watched that, watched the England team, like what just how we play against Austria, and it's so back and forth. Like we win a set, they win a set, we win a set, they win a set. It's They've pulled ahead the last couple of Euros um, to win it overall. But we'll see this year. We'll see. <laughs> I, like I like that. I like that. We'll see. I'll see you out there. Don't worry about me. I'll see you. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, no fear in that answer at all. I love it. I live for this. Uh, hold on. Let me get. I have faith in the team. We got this. Oh, for sure. No, for sure. Like I, Those matchups in the past – they're almost like Super Bowl matchups to me, as far as I'm concerned. Like, it's never a boring matchup between you guys at all. That's always like you never know who can take it until the clock hits zero. And if you ask me about foam, America. <laughs> okay, all right, go into it. Why, why, why America? Oh, uh, the the match that we had in Canada, um, like, the, but I think the but like the, when we played America, it was so like we there was a moment where we were like you know, shit, like, we've been training for four months, like, we've had, like, five training sessions as a, as a squad, as a mm. foam squad, it's not very long, and we were going toe-to-toe with Team USA, and it was like, maybe we can do this, guys, <laughs> maybe. So you're telling me was, there's a chance. <laughs> I think it was 7-7 seven, seven at one point, so we, you know, it's just the fact that we we went out there not without any expectations, we did not expect to do well. And after we beat New Zealand, it was like, maybe we are good at foam. <laughs> I did so, tell you that last year. I did yeah, we tell did. You. We did good. We did good. And I think I'm I'm hoping that next world will have even more opportunity to to demonstrate and to show um, just how much we've grown on the foam scene, and maybe sure. place the aim. I guess the aim is to place higher, if not medal. I want a medal. I want a foam medal. It's the one I've not got yet. For sure, <laughs> but I, I did tell you I, from what I saw over there, like you guys can hang, and <laughs> the the result didn't really surprise me. I saw what you guys can do, and I'm really proud of you guys. So the fact that you just threw that in at the end, I'm like, oh, that, <laughs> that brought back memories. Um, so let's get into the crowdsource question. So my first one: um, <laughs> What makes you and Jen such an, a solid duo? You guys are awesome. Um. So. I think it's just the fact that we both kind of came through the same kind of coaches, same kind of mentality, same kind of training. And then we've just played together for so many years, played against each other as well. 
Like, we we just know each other inside and out. Like, me and Jamie, we can just nod at each other and we know what we're going to do. Like, I know when she's going to fake. She knows when I'm going to throw. We both know that I go high, she goes low. That's, it's, it's just instinctual at this point. So It's almost non-verbal. It is non-verbal. I mean, if you've watched us play, we go silent. It's really funny. <laughs> Borderline telepathic at this point. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> um... And this is going to be a nerdy question, but this is something I noticed. Um, you have a like a poster, a picture of uh, Master Chief. Yeah, your living I room. Love, I do love my Master Chief. Um, it was a Christmas present for my other half years ago. Oh, sweet! Um, he's a huge Halo fan. We, I mean, we've played we've played all the Halo games together. We've collectively gone through the whole collection. Oh, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And uh, what's yeah. your, which one is your favorite? Oh, I think the fourth one. But I tell you what, I did like going through some of the older ones when they remastered them and flicking between the old and the new graphics. I had a lot of fun doing that. Same. Um, <laughs> he used to laugh because I used to get in the vehicle and be like, Come on, get on the gun. And then I'd move forward and be like, What are you doing? Get on the gun. And I'd move forward a bit more and I'd be like, Come on, get on the gun. He's driving mad. <laughs> Oh, he's driving um, mad? <laughs> driving around the wall. <laughs> oh, driving you mad up the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, I bought it for him as a Christmas present. I didn't realize at the time that it didn't come as a canvas. It came rolled up on canvas paper, but not actually on the frames. Mm. And then recently, my dad came. We were doing loads of work on the house, and my dad had all these tools. Um, so we went and bought a load of wood and made the frames for them finally. So I finally put it up on the wall. So. I remember when I saw that. I don't know how long ago I saw that, but it's it's like in seared in my mind. I'm like, that is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. I gotta ask about that. So you say I am yours is number four? Yeah. I'm literally I'm just filling the house with really classy, nerdy stuff at the moment. Like we have a Master Chief decanter set as well. It's the Master Chief helmet as the decanter, and then the glasses have got the the logo engraved <laughs> ah, man um damn now y'all speaking my language all right so my top fave favorite uh gaming franchises metal gear solid i love metal gear anyone who's seen my timeline y'all know what i'm talking about um gears of war oh hey, i like gears of war you'd like my other half gears of war trainers that i made for him you had gears of war shoes made uh, I I made them. Hang on, let me find this. Okay, yeah, yeah. Just send it to me. Yeah, I'll send, send it to you. Oh, please. Who's your? All right, now now we're gonna go into a nerdy tangent. Who's your favorite Gears character? Uh that's tough. Because like, <laughs> it depends. Because I I really enjoyed Gears of War five. Ooh. Um, okay. I know Sam Sam really likes Marcus, but you like. I suppose I like Kate. I did like Kate. <laughs> Kate? Okay. I was like, you're. I was like, I figured you'd lean towards Kate. For me, I would say, I, I would, I would lean more towards Baird. Uh, okay. Of, because of my sarcastic nature. Um, and surprisingly, even though it wasn't my favorite game, because I considered that's a loud ass Harley. Um, <laughs> that just whizzed by. I don't know if you heard that. Um, I don't know if you played the game uh, Middle or Gears of War Judgment. Oh, Sam has. I've not. I've kind of watched him on that one. I hated how short the game was, but I love that it centered around why Baird is the way he is. You, yes. You, you yeah. never played that one? Sam has. Um, <sighs> I haven't, but I've kind of, obviously, I like all the characters and stuff like... Um, I think this is why I like Geared Five because it, it was more Kate's story and stuff like that. But yeah, Kate, Kate's a solid character. I will say that when they brought the <laughs> franchise back, um, I was kind of nervous because I thought I it mean, ended, ended the right it, way. But yeah, I mean, Sam play like Horde her. quite a lot. What's up? We play Horde quite a lot, um, oh. and I like playing as Jack Jack the robot. <laughs> Who's your favorite uh, Horde unit to play as? Literally, I, I play as Jack Jack. <laughs> I lit I have the robot up to the highest level. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Gotta love Jack Jack. Um, <laughs> yeah, after Gears, then it's Halo. Um, 
but damn, you just, you just, damn, we just went down a Gears of War tangent, and I love this episode that much more. Um, okay, so what's your funniest memory on and off the court with the Darby Phantoms? Mm. Oh, this is tough. On court, probably when we won British Champs last year. I think that was a pinnacle moment. It was my first season with the girls and it was kind of a pinnacle moment for the team. Um, we played so well at that British Champs tournament. What was the um, funniest thing about that? It was just like, just the way that, like, I mean, we played boring dodgeball. Which is <laughs> probably really funny. Like, you play boring? I find yeah. Like, considering how we played all season as a team was really aggressive and then we rocked up and we just played really smart, controlled boring dodgeball and we won <laughs> it was probably the most chilled out we've ever been as a team okay um, I get humor in that considering <laughs> and now and then, off yeah. the court <laughs> oh god there's so many like off the, okay let me let me preface by saying off the court that you're willing to share on the podcast <laughs> let's just say that about that i mean i'm not gonna lie my party last last week was pretty sick um and yeah. having all my having all my dodgeball girlies there was was amazing so we had a good time. We had a good time. Yeah, I, I, I saw that and I was like, okay. When I saw like the, the theme of your uh, birthday party and how everything was set up and everything, uh, when you posted it, I was like, okay, she knocked this out the park. Um, I had some good, like, like we're laughing because there's another party going on in the, the, the venue across from us. And they kept, oh, we were sharing a toilet block. So we, they kept saying, and I was chatting with this woman and she was like, your friends showed up for you. And I was like, yeah, they know how extra I am. So they came <laughs> extra too. <laughs> so there was a party going on across from you and you were talking yeah. to someone from another party? Basically, yeah. The hotel has like two function rooms that are opposite each other. So we were in one function room. This other party was in the other function room. And obviously everyone's going out for cigarette breaks, going to the toilet and stuff. So we kept wandering out in our fancy dress and everything. Um, and yeah, my mum, my mum, bless her. My mum helped me make my outfits. My mum made my dress. So. Oh, wow. And yeah, like people were going, oh my God, you guys look amazing. Like you guys look so good. Like everyone's in such a good fancy dress. And I was like, yeah, yeah. I have good friends. They said, <laughs> you, you, have, you have good friends. <laughs> That, that that was awesome. Um, yeah, your friends really showed out for you. I'll say that. Let's go, Team Dobby. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, okay, and last question for this. You're on a road trip, and you need to pick a teammate to ride who has a killer playlist. Who is it, and what's in their playlist? Bray. Bray Darcy. Bray Darcy? Heavy rock. Heavy rock lady. She's a heavy rock queen. She got a good soundtrack. <laughs> you know what? I had her on and I can agree. Yeah. We, we did talk about that. Um, yeah, I can, I can agree. She she does have a solid playlist, as you mentioned. Um, safe, to, safe to assume we had a lot of chaotic fun with this uh, interview. I have delved into nerdier topic or nerd nerdier topics. I didn't think I would I didn't think I would dive into as many nerdier topics as I thought I would, but we did. But I want to hit you with a heavy hitting question. You ready for this one? Go on. The legacy question. So April, Phillips. How would you like to be remembered once you step off the court for a final time? Oh, I just want to be that player that everyone had a good time with. Like, I want to be that person that everyone's like, yeah, she was always really nice to play alongside with. She was always nice to play against. Um, she was somebody I could go talk to. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm just, I'm, I like being that person for people. So safe to assume you've already established that. Um, but I want, I want to <laughs> I add. <hope> so. <laughs> But I want to add something to it. Um, more than a chaotic player, more, <laughs> more than being extra, you're a solid friend. And dare I say, last year when I had you and Jen on, and hopefully I'll have Jen on at some point before Euros, um, when I had you guys on, I never realized the impact of that interview, of that recap that we had until I heard the episode again last night 
prior to recording and I realized you guys without even trying lived in my spirits during a rough time oh that's lovely without that's even trying without hey, even trying to say. you know what I mean <laughs> what was that that's lovely of you to say I mean it I say what I, I say what I mean and I mean what I say like you you guys I'm talking about you in this particular case you you got you you know how to pull people out of tough spots mentally and not even try so I when think it hurt- that that comes from experience like you know I've been in some tough spots myself I've been pretty down and out so I I get where that people are when they're like that and how shit it feels and sometimes you do a gem was there for me all those years ago and sometimes you just need somebody and it doesn't it's not always easiest when it's somebody that's really close to you and that's the thing like and that's the thing about it like you probably know a handful of things about me and i know a handful of things about you but i've known you for a while um but the fact that you were able to do that without even knowing that you did or knowing that you tried i can say this as sort of an as a sort of endorsement to you for you rather for the women that you coach one-on-one, whenever you bring them on, April, April will lift you up. April will put you on a level playing field with her and let you know that things are going to be okay. You're that type of woman, chaotic energy, all the <laughs> extra in the world. <laughs> Let's just call it what it is. All the aggression that you may have all the willingness to lay that wood on somebody on the rugby field if you're allowed to (laughs) you're very caring you're very sincere and i consider cementing your story one of my greatest privileges oh legitimately i've done over 105 110 episodes maybe kind of lost track but cementing your story is long overdue i appreciate it and um i hope to see hope to see you soon Oh, so that's you. so sweet. I hope to see you soon. I'll see you out in Croatia. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> you come um, give me a hug. <laughs> oh, for sure. I'll give you I'll give you a hug. And if I see your pops there, I'll give him a dap. We'll just, you know. <laughs> my dad my dad would love that, actually. <laughs> <laughs> you know what the one thing I heard about about me over there, uh, to some extent? Not just like in England, but just in general. Cool. That they love that I talk about dodgeball over there. They love that I have a connection over there, but it's sometimes my accent that throws them off, which is kind of weird to say. Do you know what? My dad has a really strong northern accent that throws everyone off as well, so you'll probably be fine. I'll translate for you. Okay, you know what? I'm going to say this right now because we had this funny discussion last year, and this is going to be the safest thing I'm going to mention. You you had asked me to determine the difference between your Mm -hmm. accent and someone else's, who had a southern who had a northern yeah and i think i understood this the southern better the northern one that was like i had to think about that i'm like yeah like <laughs> it's, probably, it's probably the difference between like new yorkers and like texans oh yes it, yes it's, it's 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 the only way i could probably put it like my dad has a proper northern yorkshire accent and even some of my friends over here are a bit like wait you're, what, your what dad's that, from Pete? new york no, um, Yorkshire. Oh, oh, oh! You said okay. All right. You see, this is where I messed up. Um, when you said Northern Yorkshire, you said it so quickly that I heard. New York. <laughs> that's that's the Northern in me. Is I that's the Northern quick. in me. That's the first and only time it ever came out in this episode. <laughs> but no, I just want to say thank you for helping me with my mental health when you didn't even try. You just did not a problem mate and like honestly message me whenever you want i'm always up for a chat for sure and um yeah i gotta see that helmet and i gotta see them shoes that you made <laughs> i've said <laughs> I you, I've got said to. you. <laughs> I, got to. I got to man this is just for me personally i gotta i'm a nerd man oh and what was it? the last uh franchise i love is uh warhammer there we go all right um so before we wrap this up do you have any uh shout outs you'd like to give Shout out to all my Derby girls, obviously. Um, shout out to all my England babes too, because you know we're gonna go rocket this year. Um, 
You gonna yeah. bring it to Austria? You gonna bring it to him? We're gonna bring it, guys. We're gonna, We're gonna bring, bring it. it. You gonna bring <laughs> We're it gonna to bring him? it. <laughs> say it one. Say it one more time. We're gonna bring We're it. We're gonna to bring him? it to him. There we go. All right, and that's how we gonna sign off. And that was my interview with April. April, so thank you so much for hopping on and you know sharing your story and just being who you are. Um, chaotic, extra energy. I'm here for it. I can have you on all day, and we can definitely have laughs for sure. Um, I'll let you guys know who my next guest is. I'm just finalizing some things on my end as I prepare to go. I'm excited. I'm ready to rock and roll. I'm ready to see what's in front of me. Um, I've been watching Heroes for years, and um, I'm going in as a fan. I'm really, I'm really happy, and uh, this will definitely be a highlight for me personally. So, however it turns out, it'll be a highlight for me, for sure. Uh, if you've listened up to this point, thank you so much, and have a wonderful day.